Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm your host, Jerry J. Hawk Hawkins. Joining me, as always, the man responsible for counting your ballot in Nevada, Charlie Butter. Charlie. Yeah, man, I just got back. Um, You're only like 86% done somehow? I, well, you know, we just decided to throw out all the Trump votes, so it's all good. You know, the view expressed by Charlie Butter do not necessarily reflect the look of IWTV Guide or, or its staff. I mean, you are the staff, so I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> There's no voter fraud. It's okay. I'm reading an article today. The one instance of voter fraud that they have found, Republican tried to write, write a dead mom's name on an absentee ballot. <laughs> well, did you see when they did the recount? Uh, was it uh, Georgia's recount? They found a fuck up, but it was for another 5,000 votes in Biden's favor. <laughs> <laughs> If you have an issue with anything we have got so far today, you can join the parlor app. We will not be joining. Right. All right. Enough political talk. That was actually more than I wanted to do. I know. I know. But I got to get these jabs out. Like my favorite thing I saw over the whole course of like this whole thing happening last week was you've denied science for the last four years and now you're getting your ass kicked by science's big brother math. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think my favorite, I think my favorite one, at least with the Nevada thing was poll worker go strippers right no yeah then we are grossly understaffed are they though i think there's a lot of strippers in vegas i feel like they would have had that shit counted quick though <laughs> they'd have been in and out oh man and then alaska's like we've got three electoral votes too and everybody's like shut the fuck up alaska we don't care about you poor alaska heard republicans are gonna move there after you know everything happens because they wouldn't leave the country that's yeah, a different country that hawaii Puerto Rico. Yeah. Uh, Canada said that they, they, don't want, they don't want them. So The best part about the Puerto Rico one, I'm going to go to Puerto Rico where they have a real leader. I'm like, it's Joe Biden. I saw something that said they were going to go to Mexico and Mexico was going to build a wall to stop them. And I was like, shit, they are going to fucking pay for the wall. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. That's enough. Yeah, we- that's enough political talk today. <laughs> so the master wrestler this week. <laughs> kind of like with the, the election it was sort of like it <laughs> okay uh, we had blueski and we had dokley hathaway jr yes and this was an awesome match this was really really good yeah the, the match it the match it was really really good i they they got they nailed the luker this one right away yeah i even knew what knew who it was as soon as he hit uh the springboard uh clothesline and then he like got up and he like Trey always has this swagger to his walk sometimes when he's like doing stuff. And I noticed it like twice. I'm like, son of a bitch. It's Trey Lamar. I was like, I know that that swagger, that swagger walk. I was like, that's Trey Lamar. And yeah, they, they, they nailed it this time. So, but yeah, like a lot of us got it right off the bat when he didn't try to hide the, who he was really. He, uh, maybe that was his downfall. I don't know. Yeah, I think I've got a beat on Stokely Hathaway Jr. Yeah, you do? I think so. Who do you think it is? Well, I, I'm looking at his, that the two truths can lie that he told. Okay. And the second one he told was, I'm Stokely Hathaway. And we know that's the lie, but there's no way Malcolm Bivens is getting the permission to come down and do this. Mm-hmm. You remember what the, what the third one he said was? No. I'm a pretty good professional wrestler. No, I think he's a very good professional wrestler. Ah, okay. See, I, I thought that was like a red herring, though. Like, you could say that about yourself. doesn't mean you are, you know, the guy that fucks a baseball. True. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I figured, though, with the, with the lie being blatant with that one. Maybe. Never know. 
<laughs> his style is not one you can really pinpoint just watching him work either. That's so. true. That's true. Well, we have our final four now. So next week starts the semifinals. And uh, I mean, technically, I guess we only have like three episodes left right. from here out. So uh, we should have a winner this month, hopefully, unless they do some some weird different with like a live finale or something. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll do that and have Warhorse there live. That'd be cool. But you got to follow Twitter during the live show. I mean, we're watching on Twitter. He's oh, tweeting. and he's, he's, getting, he's guessing correctly, too, almost yeah. every week. So, yeah, I, I do. Like, I, I watched uh, I watched the beginning of the show uh, on Effie's feed, and then I switched to just watching it by myself because I was just trying to, you know, focus on the show itself. Um, but I I'd obviously would see all of Warhorse's tweets when I'd go on to see what everybody else thought of who it could have been. I usually... Uh, would see all his tweets from from throughout the entire match so every wednesday at 10 o'clock we'll get to the schedule in a little bit here but well if you're in the uk they it come on thursday on in the uk yes uh which i get a notification of on my phone for cumbria i'm like i'm not in the uk like you should know that if you're pinging my phone that's weird i kind of found out they had a different feed i got the notification on my phone uk premiere like that's weird because i told you uh like last week that they were doing the uk ones on this episode see how much you pay attention to me <laughs> How dare you, sir? Damn it, now I gotta edit this shit. <laughs> no. Oh, man. All right. Uh, I think it's time for Nick Gage Says. Okay, you've not queued me in this week, so it's gonna be interesting. And I'm gonna work on entrance music for this, too. Like, I have an idea of what I want for the, the intro music for this, and I may debut it next week if I get some time this week to put it together. So, uh, let's check it out. You know, just stay positive, man. You know, be yourself. You know, don't let anybody else tell you how to live your life. Live it the way you want to live it, man. Find out what you enjoy in life. Stay positive, man. And try to tackle. Write some goals down. Try to tackle some goals. And I bet your life will start turning around, man. And if you believe in Jesus, man, you know, add him in your life. And I bet your life will start turning around, man. There you go. Some some positive affirmation from Nick Gage this week. And if you don't know Nick Gage, I would really come out of character if you just watch him incorrectly. But. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought it was just fitting this week because I didn't know what was going to happen uh, with the election and everything. And I figured, yeah, you know, let's let's just go positive this week and and uh, just be a nice change of pace. I agree. Okay, let's get into what's on IWTV this week. So. Monday, November 9th at 7.55 p.m. Eastern, Micro Wrestling Federation, Monday Night Micro, Episode 6. Tuesday, November 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern, New South Pro Wrestling, Action Clash, Episode 9. Followed by, at 9 p.m. Eastern, Heavy Metal Wrestling, Texas Grand Prix Series Week 6. Wednesday, November 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, The Road, Season 2, Episode 4. Followed by... At 10 p.m. Eastern, The Mass Wrestler, Episode 5. Thursday, November 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern, New South Wrestling, The Saga Continues. Friday, November 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern, ICW No Holds Barred, Pit Fighter X4. Saturday, November 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern, ICW No Holds Barred, Volume 8. And Sunday, November 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern, Pizza Party Wrestling. Ow, that's what I call wrestling. That name is fucking great. It is. It's so fucking like, good. I'm going to have to watch that show just because of the fucking name of the yep. show. Like, I've got, I haven't even one match been out for it. 
I don't I haven't been paying attention this week in fairness with everything else going on. Yeah. But I don't know what match I'm going to for and the name of it. I'm like, I'm going to have to watch this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is probably one of my all-time favorite names for a show. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think it's about that time, man. Yeah. So you decided you wanted to uh, find out what H2O was all about. And you decided to go with Blood, Broad, and Barbed Wire. It took place on May 4th, 2019 in Williamtown, New Jersey. So talk a little bit about, about H2O and why you p- picked this show in particular. Okay, so H2O uh, stands for Hardcore Hustle Organization. Um, It started in 2016 in New Jersey and was founded by Matt Tremont. He's the owner. So obviously it has uh, definitely some hardcore roots to it, some deathmatch wrestling, that kind of stuff. They have six titles. So they have the uh, H2O Women's Championship, which was... The first women's champion was crowned on the show we're watching today. Uh, But the current champion is Max the Impaler. Uh, The H2O Undiscovered Championship, held by Dylan McKay. The H2O Tag Team Championship, which is held by White Trash Forever, Bruce Gray, and Tyler Vox. The H2O Hybrid Championship, held by Frankie Pickard. The H2O Heavyweight Championship, held by Ron Mathis. And the H2O Danny Havoc Hardcore Championship, Held by Bam Sullivan. Which was just crowned the past weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, I, did, I did catch the main event of that. Uh, the main event of that. The Tremont's final match? Yeah. yeah. How was that? Was it good? It was a death match. Okay. Yeah, if you like death matching, you liked it. If you didn't, you didn't. Okay. So the reason I picked this show is I was just going through kind of looking at different uh, H2O shows because I've been wanting to check them out for a while. And I stumbled upon the main event of this show and was like, oh this we have to watch so the main event of this show is a women's no rope barbed wire match between maria manic and tara calloway and tara calloway was on wrestling cheers uh back in august the end of august did an interview um and i was like oh this would be just something cool to check out and uh i mean i've never seen a women's no rope barbed wire match so it's got to be cool right and matt tremont's a special guest referee for it so why not you know let's let's shake it up let's do some women's hardcore wrestling because it's a thing it exists so and we like diversity on this show and i can also prove that main event make that main event you want to see make money yes okay so i guess uh you can start us off and i'll jump in here when uh i have some notes okay so match number one was Gemma cross versus gabby gilbert they were on the floor less than two minutes in uh, Croc was the heel and she, she did like hell, which is weird because they really been established like a deathmatch hardcore company. So like why you have a heel cheating is kind of weird to me. Not everything was, uh, in vain of the hardcore though. There was some stuff that was kind of just a uh, normal match, no real stipulation or like hardcore elements to it. And by the time you get to the end of the show though, this match feels way out of play because they're actually <laughs> kind of enforcing rule here. And right. Well, it's just most a, of the show did not enforce any kind of rule. Well, normal match for the most part here. Pretty call it opening match. Gilbert got the pin with a version of Oklahoma roll in about seven minutes. Yeah. Uh, she missed a, a top rope, uh, like drop kick, and then just got rolled up. So it's pretty uh, okay, I guess. Wasn't anything to write home about, but it was a decent match. Match number two, we have Sean Henderson versus Mick and Clay. Mick and Clacton or Mick Clacton, and they went back and forth like eight times, whether it was Mick or Mick or Mick on it. Yeah, there was a lot of um, 
shenanigans in this match. Let's just put it that way. Okay, so they joined the in progress for some reason. Like the bout already run, they were already doing stuff when they when they when it started. Mm-hmm. Like like two minutes in, they pulled out a dildo, and it's going to be a first on this show. I started fast forwarding and trying to get to the finish. Really, <laughs> not my thing, man. All right, so. I took some notes because I was like, all right, I, I had a feeling this might be the case with you. So, uh, well, let me, well, let me tell you what I call before you go into your notes. But I skipped ahead a little bit and then I call them doing a court fight with the dildo and I skipped forward again and then I call the finish. Now you're giving away all the fun stuff that I was going to get to. All right. So before the dildos came in, uh, Claxton had a tilt oral slam. That was pretty dope. Uh, then Claxton had a dildo and then a second dildo. Uh, that's when I noticed, uh, Danny Havoc was outside the ring. He was managing uh, Henderson at this point. They did a spot where Henderson hit a Canadian destroyer on Claxton, and uh, Claxton was dazed, bounced off the ropes, and then face planted into Henderson's groin. Um, then there was the sword fight with the dildos. Uh, then they did a bunch of moves onto a dildo that was uh, suction cupped on a steel chair. The finish saw a gory special onto the dildo chair by henderson for the three okay it was it was funny i thought it was funny especially once they started doing shit on the chair i'm like this is kind of funny i laughed yeah we we always say wrestling for everyone but that doesn't mean all wrestling is for everyone that do we have to have the speech about different types of ice cream now are we really gonna have that today i won't i won't go with i won't go with that speech if you if you enjoy this type of match, that's perfectly fine. I didn't say I enjoyed it. I just said that it was different. It was. It's, you kind of were funny. I you what, find it, it funny that you enjoyed it. I can find shit funny and not enjoy it. Like I found the last four years. <laughs> I'm actually about to make the game joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> damn. There's a lot of politics in this episode, <laughs> and I didn't want it to be that way. And here we are. So. All right. Anyway. Um. Yeah, so that that's I mean that's the only match I took notes on just because I figured you probably would really gloss over a lot and not talk about it because I knew this wasn't your cup of tea or your bowl of ice cream or your mamwich or whatever it is. I know you don't like sloppy sloppy joes. I understand. Um, so uh, let's just get on to the next match. Just to keep this going. All right. From there we went to Gabby Ortiz versus Jenny Rose. This was a Pretty pretty call a match overall here. Mm, no? Yes, no. Yeah. Are you sure? The order that was printed on IWTV, if that's what you're con- if you're can come out the match order was flip flops between three and four. I will okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, they they started they started it off really fast. They were on the floor really early again. And then you got back in the ring. Ortiz can definitely play in the heel here. Uh Rowe did try to work the arm at some point, but Ortiz doing a good job of avoiding it. Rude did finally get catcher with a cross arm breaker for a commission about six minutes. Good, good psychological wrestling here. Trying to get the arm, trying to avoid the arm, and then the arm ends up factoring in the finish. I was confused because there was two Gabbies on the card. And I always make fun of, like, saying that nobody would ever get confused by that. And then my dumb ass got confused by it. So look at me batting a thousand on this Monday. I am having some uh, some Blue Mountain Dew, though. So I'm, I'm not as uh, tired as I usually am. That's why I'm going to hear of my cup of coffee. I've been, I've essentially been up until two o'clock this morning because I woke up and I couldn't go back to sleep and it pissed me off. Yeah, be nice to get some sleep. Damn TikTok just stops me from sleeping midnight every night. With me at the damn coffee, keep it keep waking. I gotta get home. But <laughs> jeez. Okay, from then we've got the Dan Style Open Challenge. It's supposed to be 
Van Dyke against Brittany Blake, but she had an injury, an ankle injury, which he immediately kicked <laughs> because you're spending too much time doing giving blowjobs. Yeah, I don't know how you injure your ankle doing that, no, but I, I mean, obviously he's an expert about that, so. He pretty much immediately stopped by Macon Martin, who come out and hit him with one move and went to match. Yeah, he so. pretty much beat him in like, what, 30 seconds, if that. I don't even have a time on it. I didn't hear the opening bell. I didn't even have, I didn't have time to, stop, to start the stopwatch how quickly that went. So, yeah, it was real quick. It was real, real quick, which is fine. You need that once in a while. They kind of joked about it on commentary, too, about how, like, the ref didn't know what to do with all the gear from Stan Styles because he just had, like, <laughs> didn't know what to do. There was, the match was over that quick. He needed to have time to take it to the back. So. All right. From there, we've got Stockade versus Mac the Impaler. And they made, they put this over on commentary big time that it was Stockade telling Matt Tremont, you need to bring Mac the Impaler in. She's really good. You need to bring her in. And then in the interim, in the interim he had really turned heel on the company. Yeah, so it's not the friendly match that it was originally going to be when they, you know, when they first brought her in. Right. So I thought commentary did a great job of telling the story behind the match. Commentary was really fucking good on the show. Like, I don't know why these guys aren't doing commentary in more places, but they were really good. Like, I think they're better than GCW's commentary, to be 100% honest. I was really impressed with the commentary. None of it annoyed me at all kind of flowed correctly it made sense with the stories they were trying to tell made sense it wasn't a lot of like stupid like inside jokes and shit mixed in it was it was actually really good commentary i was really impressed and this match here really really good really hard hitting uh stockaded being really arrogant like every cover he had he going to be covering like with covering with a back or covering with like one arm or whatever really not putting full weight on for the cover but he think he got it in the bag I would say something about Max's dreads, but she scares me, so <laughs> I won't say anything about them. And Stake does get the pin with a finisher, the Stormbreaker, in 924, and then after the match, where he put, it put her over. Yeah, it's like a running knee to the head. It was pretty good out of the corner. It was a good, real good match, real hard-hitting. I really liked it. And I know you had said you were interested in seeing Max the Impaler anyway, so I, I, I kind of want to see more of her. Yeah, me too. Me I too. enjoyed the a lot. Yeah. All right, so from there, we get... I guess we're technically fanfaring the weapon called a what can advertise that way. Amy Lee against Low Life Louie. And no, we're not talking about the singer of Evanescence. No. Okay. Low Life Louie Ramo, who had been in the business 20 come out years. I think they Amy Lee was over 30 at this point. Yes, it was like her 30th year or whatever. Yeah. So they, because they get fanfaring the weapon, they go to the weapon early. Of course. It's, this was just a. If you've seen a hardcore match in a indie promotion in the 2000s, this is the kind of match you saw. <laughs> okay, they, they still have not taught my all-time favorite weapon, which I'll get to in a second. But so early on in the match, they're on the floor, and Amy Lee is taunting Louie's wife. She goes to hit her with a trash can lid, and Louie shoves Amy Lee out of the way for some reason, and then we're getting hit by the trash can lid. And Louie's wife is like, oh, well, I hit the wrong person. What the fuck? <laughs> Okay, so among the weapons that were used here were a thumbtack wiffle ball bat. And you know what a wiffle ball bat is? You can't mistake that count if you've ever played wiffle ball. Mm-hmm. A car bumper, gusket plate on board, a cactus. I uh, something else. I cannot read my handwriting. I'm horrible with that. Jesus. I, I mean, I think I've made my point by what I kept with the one I used, though. Like, they, like they're all kinds of shit used in this thing. Yeah, finisher comes, Lee wins with a bulldog onto the gusket plate board in about 12 minutes and 41 seconds. And after the match, she cut the promo and that was her retirement match because the match with Low Life Louie was the last thing on her bucket list. And then Louie put her over, Tremont put her over. Yeah, her her uh, speech included some very um, interesting things, I'll say. But uh, yeah, 
my all-time favorite weapon in a fan frame the weapons match. I went to a to a, an indie show in like 2002, and somebody brought a plastic Mr. T head. Okay. Don't know why the person thought to bring a plastic Mr. T head. Don't know why they thought it was a good spot to use in the have a good thing to use in the match. I popped so hard for that, and no one ever topped that for me. I don't know. That's so weird. All right, whatever. You want to talk to main event? Let's talk about the main event. No rope barbed wire match to determine the first ever women H2O champion. Your special referee is Matt Tremont. It is Tara Calloway against Maria Manic. I'm not a big death match person. You know this. Yes. I would have liked this a lot better if we didn't just have a fan fan weapons match right before it. Right. But this was really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, my biggest complaint always is okay. So two sides of the ring, uh, like get cut away early on so they can go in and out. I hate that. That defeats the purpose of the barbed wire. Yes. And we call that we call that with with uh, Matt Justin and Josh Bishop a few yes. weeks ago too. The defeat the purpose of the barbed wire. Take the cut the barbed wire down. Right. Now, if you like, now if you get like thrown into it, and it snaps or something like that, and then it's opened up. Okay, that's fine. But like, why? why? At least for that, especially after just watching that match, and then kind of watching this one, I'm like, why are we just cutting the ropes to go to the outside to, to then r- battle outside the ring for like half the fucking match? I don't understand. I mean, regardless, like these women use barbed wire bats, a light tube, um, a crutch. Uh, they used a bunch of different shit in this match and it was real good. And they even like, they took some barbed wire. They got the barbed wire jammed in their mouths. They did all kinds of crazy shit with it. Uh, it was, this was real good. This was, if you like deathmatch wrestling, this was some hardcore deathmatch wrestling with two women. Now, late in the match, Maria Manic accidentally knocked Tremont into the barbed wire and go for a cover and Tremont can't count because he caught in the fucking barbed wire. Yep. Which is actually a fucking great spot. I actually, I love that. Uh, Maria got the uh, barbed wire bat turned into a crush bank on Callaway. When Tremont acting, if she wants to commit, she goes, fuck you. But she yep. does eventually get Callaway onto a stack of light tube for the pin, 15 minutes and 30 seconds, to become the first ever women H2O champion. Yeah, she had like a snap choke slam and got her in the light tubes. And man, it was good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from me, who's not a big deathmatch fan, this was really fucking good. Yeah, this is a fun match. So now this is a, this was a more specific women's uh, show. They do, uh, usually their shows are not, uh, is women's match heavy? Uh, I just chose this because women's and women's matches in hardcore wrestling was like something I never really seen a lot of, so I wanted to check it out. Plus the main event, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle on this one. Thumbs in the middle. Okay. Main event gave it from being a thumbs down. I think. Okay. It, uh, that that fucking second match with the fucking dodo and the court fight and shit like. I, like if it wasn't because if I didn't want to see the main event, I would have been like, "You're on the on your own for the review." Like I'll I'll show up be like, I'm, I'm the I'm the co-host. But so uh, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. I think that I mean it was only like an hour nine minutes runtime or an hour nineteen minutes. Like it was really short. Uh, it was definitely like something you could just sit watch real quick and then you know go on to something else. Um, so I definitely uh, give it a thumbs up. I enjoyed it and I'd watch more. All right. All right, man. Uh, you got any plugs this week? Follow me on Twitter at PW Critique. Follow me on Facebook and on Instagram at Jayhawk1539. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash TFM Jayhawk. Hopefully, with 2021 hit, I'll have some wrestling booking to start advertising, but yeah, I, I was told the pandemic would be over by now. Yeah, we were, weren't we promised that? We were promised it would happen today after the election, and I, and I just heard today that we've got another record high in Cake in Ohio. Yeah. Clearly not going away. I'm Uncle Total going to go away by Easter too, but we'll ignore that. 
how the heat will kill it. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right, remember, you can use promo code PWP for five days free at independentwrestling.tv. And don't forget to check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling, the Spotlight Series, and It's Evolution Baby. I got it this time. Ha <laughs> ha. And our non-podcast friends, PWPonderings.com, Big Stark's brand, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Good Company in Cleveland, Ohio, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and Kayfabe Collectibles. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Like we said, wear your mask. Black Lives Matter. Talk to you later, everyone. Hey, 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 gravy train, nature boy, Rick Flair, pop shit. Think I'm Randy Savage when I hit you with that drop kick. Hop in, walk out, pipe up, clock out, new wrist, watch out, little bitch, that's a knockout. Hop in, walk out, pipe up, clock out, new wrist, watch out, little bitch, that's a knockout. Hop in, walk out, pipe up, clock out, new wrist, watch out, little bitch, that's a knockout. Hop in. Walk out, pipe up, clock out, new wrist, watch out, little bitch, that's a knockout. Hey, bitch, gravy back.